Welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? This is Deborah Hamilton. This podcast will seek to define and explain this important question from multiple points of view. We will interview owners, breeders, caregivers, defenders, advocates, champions, and educators. The mission of my podcast is to seek and foster collaborative conversations where every point of view feels heard, acknowledged, and appreciated. I look forward to you joining me on this journey toward a better understanding of each other. It is possible to have an impossible conversation. It starts with listening for common ground first. I am so glad you're here listening in with me. Now let's see what my next guest has to say. Hi, it's Deborah Hamilton, and welcome back to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? Thank you so much for coming again. We're so glad you're here, and you're going to have such a treat. My new friend, Jeff Davis, who is the president and co-founder of My Pet Credentials, where you can find it at mypetcredentials.com, is our guest today. And all of you know that I am so incredibly wound up about making sure your pets have a plan and Jeff's pet credentials, my pet credentials are going to help you do that. So Jeff, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so glad. I love my pet credentials, and I think that, you know, my listeners are going to love it, too. But as we always do, we start off with, why do pets matter to you, Jeff Davis? Well, I, you know, I think my pets matter to me, or pets in general matter to me, because I, I've always considered them family. Um, you know, my uh, I was an only child, and uh, we always had multiple dogs, and my my mom always referred to our pets as my brothers and sisters. So why pets matter to me is because they truly are family, in my opinion. Um, we, you know, we own a, uh, I also own a, a kennel here in Houston, Texas, and, and uh, you know, it's no doubt that on the back of our shirts, it says dogs are our favorite people because we consider them to be people. I'm really glad you said that because I consider my dogs to be my children's uh, sisters and brothers, and they truly are family, especially now during COVID. How have you, um, I know that probably the kennel uh, environment uh, and the my credential environment might have fallen off a little during COVID, but how have you seen our reactions to our pets post-COVID picking up in both areas or changing the way people actually treat their pets? Well, I don't know that it's changed the way people treat their pets. I mean, obviously, you know, we as humans have had to adjust uh, with social distancing and wear masks and things of that nature. And, and I think that, um, uh, you know, luckily it, COVID wasn't a big risk factor when it came to dogs themselves. Um, you know, so as far as us changing the way our, our parents, if you will, changing the way they're treating their dogs, um, you know, it really didn't change that much, to be honest with you, you know, and, and we don't really skip a beat. I mean, you know, in the environment we live in, in the, in the dog care world, you know, it's pretty sterile. You know, we clean nonstop all day long, you know, with bacteria, you know, killing um, solutions and things of that nature. So really, the processes and the way we did things, you know, with regard to the dogs themselves, and we, you know, I don't know that we could clean anymore, you know. So, like I say, you know, we live in a pretty sterile environment, 
And, uh, I mean, you know, the humans, humans are, um, uh, you know, it doesn't really affect the dogs. The humans, you know, that really makes a big difference. But, you know, I know some dogs probably aren't, weren't really fond of people approaching them with masks on, but it didn't seem to phase the majority of them. I know it's interesting how that has changed the dynamics when people are walking and my dogs see people with masks on. They do take a second look. It's not like they're frightened, but they're older. Puppies, I think, had a really big adjustment because they couldn't get the socialization that they needed to get. And you as a kennel owner, I think when we spoke before, you had said there was a real drop off on people vacationing. Um, So although you've always kept a very bacterial free uh, kennel, there were less people traveling. True, true. You know, we um, just on the on the kennel side. You know, we groom uh, roughly twelve hundred dogs a month. Um, and the odd part of the the COVID change, as far as a business structure is concerned, you know, it did drop off boarding wise, but we typically see about one hundred and twenty five uh, new customers a month, and we have two two different facilities not too far from each other. And about two or three weeks into, well, let's just say the first month of March, we looked back and we had seen 350 new customers, and that had continued through has continued through the summer. Um, obviously, you know, mostly grooming, or all grooming, uh, because other facilities had closed down, or you know, I think PetSmart closed their boarding daycare stuff down for a while. Um, and even with the daycare piece of the business, you know, we were allowed to stay open because we were essential being pet care. And we did have to care for a lot of first responders, um, you know, firemen, policemen, you know, people that were actual essential workers. You know, we had they had to put their dog somewhere. Right. You know, so, uh, so it was just interesting to see how much more grooming there was. Uh, to be had, and I don't know if that's because people were wanting to keep their dogs cleaner more often. Um, uh, but yeah, that just seems to be the case. Nobody would even have thought of that. That okay, so the typical travel that you might go through in March, April, May for the holidays uh, was replaced by people who were on the front lines who had pets who needed care for their pets because they were working longer hours actually filled that void. True. That's really interesting because we haven't we haven't heard that before. And so that's an interesting piece for my listeners to really chew upon, because you would think that a kennel might not necessarily have as big um, a population uh, because no one's traveling for the holidays. But one never really thinks about and like your my pet credentials and my map plan, making sure you have a plan for your pet because you're going to work full time and you're a, a first responder and you have to find some sort of care for the animals. Uh, that really makes a big difference. So um, tell us a little bit more about the my pet credentials, because that is something that you work closely with vets about. We do. And so the, the idea originally stemmed from us obviously being in the boarding business and vaccinations are, are everything. You know, we don't allow a dog in the facility even for grooming unless they have at least a board of vaccination. So uh, our receptionists spend a lot of time on the phone with veterinarians every single day making multiple, uh, and I say multiple, upwards of 20 and 30 phone calls to veterinarians to update a vaccination record or, you know, it's surprising how many people don't know who their last veterinarian was or what vaccinations they had or which ones they need. So we decided to make uh, a 
system where an owner could go in and create a profile. It's an application for the pet owner side. So you download an application, you put all your pet's information in, be it their personal characteristics, a picture of the dog, uh, who their veterinarian is, what their feeding instructions are, what their grooming profile could potentially be, uh, all their vaccination records. And we have all that in one place <clears throat> because when somebody goes to a veterinarian and gets a vaccination record, the people that really want to see those vaccination records are not connected to the veterinarian. So we made a system to where a pet owner can download the app, create their profile, a pet salon, you know, like ours or a veterinarian can go in and create their own dashboard. It's free for them to use. So when you go to your veterinarian and get uh, your vaccinations done, you just simply ask, can you update the vaccination records in my, in my profile? All they have to do is put the dates in there. When they put the dates for the vaccinations in, it creates a paper record and it automatically notifies those people that you're connected to, which would be your pet salon or your pet sitter um, or your, you know, co-owner, whomever it may be, like we as a pet salon receive an email and a push notification on our dashboard that says, you know, Buster got his vaccinations done today. He updated his rabies, bordetella, and distemper. So we don't have to make that call anymore. We're already, we're updated before they even make an appointment to come in to do anything with us. So we eliminated that, that piece of the, the check-in process because, you know, if you're going out of town and you go to your, your boarding facility and you didn't update your records or didn't know that you needed to, then you're not going to be able to board your dog. Right. You know, you're trying to catch a flight. You know, it can be a, a serious uh, pain in the vacation, if you will. Uh, and, you um, know, sometimes we don't get those papers from our veterans. If we do, we put them in the file. Uh, maybe we put them in a bill file instead of in the dog's file with the name of the dog. And so you have to really be very good about keeping track of your records where my pet credentials, it seems it's free to the vets, right? It is. So the vets just simply have to know how to log on and then find your pet. I guess it's under the client's name or the pet. Yeah, they would, you would connect to them like, like you would in a social media aspect. You know, you would connect to the vet. And or whomever you can connect to multiple vets because it's surprising how many people use multiple veterinarians uh, for one reason or another. Whether it's you know a primary care vet and a place that they go just to get their vaccination records, you can connect to, to multiple businesses really you know that that have to do with care for your dog. Even a pet sitter could go in and create a profile and create a dashboard. So when a business creates their dashboard, be it a veterinarian or a pet salon or a groomer or whomever, a pet sitter, <clears throat> they can also use the system as a reservation center. So in my app as a pet owner, I can go in, select what business I'm, I'm going to make an appointment for, and all the, the services that that business provides has been automatically input when they created their dashboard. So I can, I can make my appointments through there. I can request a grooming profile for my pet salon and they'll go in and, and just add the profile to my, I mean, the uh, grooming profile to my pet's profile. Um, and so, you know, we can see all those things. So not only does it provide the cattle or the groomer or the pet sitter with the veterinary records of the pet, it provides the pet because of the reciprocity with the ability to possibly link to the reservation part of the kennel, the groomer, the pet sitter 
to request a reservation to be kenneled or groomed or pet set. Uh, so and they that can confirm all those things yeah. as well. So that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a reciprocal <laughs> product. So, yeah, so once we realized what kind of data we were collecting for uh, any given pet, I mean, it doesn't matter if it if it's one pet, if you have one dog or five dogs and you may create them all profile, you know, in your app, we have the microchip number, we have a special MPC security number that we assign to them, uh, we have all their insurance information, if there is any, um, but we use three different uh, numbers or, or identifiers for lost and found features. So we use the microchip number, the rabies tag, coupled with the veterinarian's phone number um, or our NPC security number. So when you download the app, you can order a collar with a QR code on it. So whenever somebody finds, if your pet gets lost and they find them, they can click the QR code and it'll bring up your the lost and found profile of your dog with its pictures, all its vaccination records, and a button that says contact owner. And once you put your information in there, it will send a text message and an email to both the owner and the co-owner with your note of I found Fluffy at the park. Here's my phone number and email. Um, so it turned into a lost and found database. And, and those callers, you can order either a QR code or you can put your microchip number on it. Um, or your rabies tag, any of those identifiers, and they can actually go to npclost.com and manually input those numbers as well, and the same function will appear. Wow. So this, which started out simply as a way to gain information and take some of the time-consuming calling back and forth from your kennel and your groomer to the veterinarians to see if the dogs were qualified to uh, come into the facility because they had to have their bordetella, they had to have their rabies, has become now uh, a really user-friendly on all sides um, product that you can put an app that you can put on your phone. Correct. That is, that's, that's correct. you know. I, it really it makes it seem so simple. It is. It's really simple. Um, just like anything else, when you create a profile, you have to input all the information, and that's you know really important. But at, once that's done, you know it's it's there for the life of the dog. And really, other than a grooming profile, or if you change their feeding instructions of the food you're feeding them, there's really not much to change. I mean, you can update their photos and those types of things. But um, one of the things that we've been working on that we're uh, really close to releasing is a dashboard for um, rescues and um, uh, you know municipalities that would intake dogs for you know rescue purposes or adoption purposes where they can actually catalog their dogs in their dashboard so they would upload the vaccination records that they get for a given dog you know just say in Houston there's a canine angels pet rescue they could catalog all their dogs. So when somebody comes in and adopts a dog, they just simply download the app, and the kennel can put push a button that's that basically shares the dog's information with the new owner. It's called transfer of ownership. <clears throat> so when you go to rescue a dog, if they're using my pet credentials, you download the app. They share that they transfer the record to you, and now you have the dog's all its information and everything in the records in the palm of your hand, rather than getting a folder. With all those pieces of paper, you won't remember to bring. What's that? With all those pieces of paper, you won't remember to bring. Yeah, well, we, you know, I, and we kind of uh, we deal with a lot of rescues, and we have a small rescue ourselves. But we, you know, we see a lot of people come in first time with their dog for whatever reason, and they just came from, you know, or they rescued the dog a month prior, and they come in with this folder that they're given, and there's just this 
stack of random papers that they don't even have a clue what they are. It could be, you know, all sorts of things that they have to sift through. But, um, but I think that, you know, in addition to that, you know, rescues are so tight on money and that, you know, managing all the, the dogs themselves or, you know, who they're actually adopting out, you know, can be a task. And, you know, I think that it's free for them to use. They could use it and, um, certainly be beneficial to them. And the best thing is that if, in fact, they they use the QR code, if the dog is lost, the original owner will be found. So the rescue will have less dogs to adopt, hopefully, because they'll be able to more quickly and more efficiently uh, find the owner. Um, and if the owner doesn't want the dog back, then that's something else. But if the owner has been looking for the dog, but there's no identifying information, if you have the microchip and they run it through the program and find them, that would be phenomenal. Well, yeah. And, you know, if someone is taking the time to download my pet credentials and create profiles for their dogs and order a collar, they certainly want them back. Well, I, I, have to, yeah. I have to ask you, how many people do fill out the whole profile? Because I know when I do the MAP program, most people come and they come for a weekend and they spend three days, uh, you know, making their plan, addressing the needs of the pet, appointing caregivers and publishing, um, and then they don't go home and finish it. So how many people actually finish filling out their dog's profile? Well, well, they all fill out a profile. It's a matter of how complete they are. Right, I mean, that's I what say, I meant. You know, right. There's probably... So, you know, let's just say 30% that are 100%. Now, you know, when somebody, when you do download the app, it does keep a running tally of the percentage complete your profile is. So it will, it'll remind you at times that you're only, you know, you, these are the next steps. You need to add your pet, your vaccination records, or you need to add your veterinarian's information. So it'll continue to remind them of those things as they use it, that they need to put those things in there. Right. And that will help the people they're working with also be able to take care of their pets. True. Yeah. True. And if you think about, you know, the rover.coms of the world and, and these, you know, now that pet sitting is, is becoming even bigger business <clears throat> than it was, you know, even for these individual pet sitters, when you go to somebody's house, one of your clients, and you just pull up their profile with their dogs and the feeding instructions are in there, any medication they're taking is in there. So it also could eliminate, you know, the handwritten post-it note on the kitchen counter that says, you know, feed Buster a, a cup a day or whatever. You know, you keep a running tally of that. <clears throat> So sometimes there's a story behind why you created my pet credentials. So my story behind creating the map plan was I broke my ankle and realized I had nobody to care for my dogs and thought, well, I probably um, am not the only person on earth who has not planned for the care of my pets if something were to happen to me. So was there anything behind my pet credentials that precipitated you saying, I got to do this? Oh, well, uh, there are a couple of things. Number one, in our business, uh, you know, sitting at the front desk and listening to these girls get put on hold and the fact that that humans really don't keep a good running tally of where their dog was last. You know, some don't even know who their their veterinarian was. It was just it, they're, it, most people are, are unorganized. There are some that are very organized, but most are not. Uh, but I will tell you that w when... My wife and I went out of town, this was years ago, right around the time we started thinking about this idea. <clears throat> we went out of town, and I brought the brought the dog to the kennel, and her Bordetella had, had expired two weeks prior. 
and I didn't receive anything from the veterinarian. Well, you know, obviously I owned a kennel, so I had them take her to the vet, get her vaccination record as we were leaving. And two weeks after we got back from vacation, I got a postcard in the mail that said, hey, your dog is late for its portatella vaccination. Well, then I started thinking, well, you know, for the veterinarian side, I don't know what these guys pay for, um, you know, postage reminders and, you know, all these things that marketing-wise that would that would keep me in the know. Number one, obviously, it wasn't working, you know. And number two, if I have an app on my phone that will send me a push notification 30 days prior to my vaccination expiring and send it to me on the day that expires, the veterinarian is going to get, you know, that business even quicker, you know, because people, when their vaccination expires and they're in a bind, if they need to go to another veterinarian that's closer to them or whatever's more convenient, they'll do it. Right. If the kennel has a vet on staff and it's not your vet, but you need more to right. tell them, you're going to go to that vet. Right. I mean, we, we as a kennel, we don't really do it that, that often anymore. We don't have to. But, you know, for years ago, you know, we did offer a service where we would take your dog to get the vaccination records done as with trip charge or whatever. Well, that veterinarian was close to our facility. So, you know, there were numerous clients who started using that veterinarian rather than the one they used before. Yeah, just because, right there. You know, right. Yeah. yeah, it's right there. It's so interesting. So as as always, it's really it's fun to hear that everyone refers to the reason why pets matter to them is because they're family members. I don't think there's been many people who haven't used that as the first reason of why pets sure. matter to them. So um, good for you, Jeff. And uh, the bridge that you're creating that educates both the owner um, and the veterinarian and the groomer and the pet sitter, uh, because they're all working together without really having to annoy each other rather you know i know that some vets will say oh my god one more thing to do but in the long run if as you just said which was perfect if i'm running late and you know i don't know that i didn't get my bordetella if you remind me the week before i go on vacation because you remind me 30 days before i need bordetella then i'm, I'm going to get to you have it done and then bring the dog in instead of going to some different veterinarian and maybe finding somebody else and that's clearly not what we want right and so the pet credential does that next step that really so for all my listeners it does it does that next step that you all wanted to do it it reminds you of what your dogs need and when they need it um, it connects you with your veterinarian and your pet groomer and your kennel uh, so that everybody knows that the dog is up to date. You can keep your paper copies, but at least you have something at your fingertips. It's sort of, you know, what we all like to do. A lot of us like to count calories. Well, now we're counting our dogs and cats, <laughs> birds and horses, vaccination records, which makes it a heck of a lot easier. Uh, so it, it just makes so much sense. So we find it at mypetcredentials.com. And it, it probably is worth its weight in gold because you have that ability to have your pet find their way home, which I think is one of the most important pieces because they do go Absolutely. to rescues and they do go through shelters. And God forbid, I always talk on the map plan, if you have an accident on the road or you have you get sick and you're taken away, if your information is somewhere where somebody can find it, and your next steps are there. This is the kennel to use in the event my dog can't go home. This is the vet to use in case my dog is, you know, ill. 
that really has, as I said at the beginning, that bridge between the pet owner um, and their pet service providers. True. Absolutely. Well, I'm so I mean, glad. There are children, here. so we, we treat them that way. Yeah, I mean, they're family members. We we keep track of our own doctor's appointments and when we're supposed to. Well, most of us do. Some of us don't. I'll raise my hand in the second part, not the first part, because I always have to put <laughs> reminders in myself. There is no my pet credentials for me, my Deborah credentials, where I would be told you have to go do this or do that, you know, go to the eye doctor, whatever. I don't have that, which makes it so much simpler for us because it really is important, especially as our dogs age, to get them to the vet even, you know, more frequently so that we can nip things in the bud before they get bigger or worse. So this is just one of the most phenomenal. I'm so glad that you and your wife went away and realized, oops, we didn't have um, Bordetella and said, well, maybe there's something like my broken ankle uh, that we can do to help people so they aren't in the same bind we're in. That's right. Well, thank you, Jeff. I'm so glad that Jeff Davis, the uh, CEO of My Pet Credentials, he's the president and CEO of My Pet Credentials, has been on with us. And you can find all Jeff's information and connection to pet credentials on the bottom of this podcast. Don't forget, um, Jeff, thank you so much for coming. I hope you come again. This was so, thank you so much. enlightening. I, I, I'm just thrilled that my listeners have been able to find this product that may actually create uh, a sense of peace uh, when they're traveling or when they're dropping their dogs off at a kennel. So this is is Deborah Hamilton, Why Do Pets Matter? We've been listening to Jeff Davis, who is the president and CEO of My Pet Credentials. Go check them out. And until next time, pets matter so much. Deborah Hamilton, bye now. You've been listening to the podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? This is Deborah Hamilton. Do you have a great idea or guest or topic that you'd like me to cover? Write me at hamiltonlawandmediation.com or email me at whydopetsmatterpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, our pets do matter. Thank you for being here with me.